Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR, the thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. The world lies right beyond the handlebars of any bicycle that I happen to be on anywhere from New York Bay to the Valais de Chaveur. Anywhere is high adventure. The walls come down. The cyclist is a loner. It is only for him to meet other loners, and it works. One seldom exchanges anything but curses or names of insurance companies with another driver. The car inhibits human contacts. The bicycle generates them. Bikes talk to each other like dogs. They wag their wheels and tinkle their bells. The riders let their mounts mingle. That's right, bring that cadence down, let the heart rate settle, sit up a little bit from the bars, take another breath, step away from the bike, you're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here at 3CR, podcasting, listening to the tranny in the kitchen, or streaming I think. Big show coming up here in the last week of, last Monday of April, back on the show, many thanks to... Amy Goodman and Democracy Now. And good morning. Sorry, I'm losing it. Good good morning, Faith, Ewan and Michael. How good are morning, you? Good morning, man. It is a special day out there. Just one of those wintry days. Things are starting to change quickly. The elms are dropping all the leaves. Soon we'll get to our really warm winter and we'll be on our way. But we're going to look at a couple of things today. Most likely, most... Prominently, the handmade bike show that's been on in uh, Melbourne on the last weekend, as well as catching up with a little bit of news and actually finding that inner spiritual life of the bike rider, which Faith will now share with us on her bike moment. <laughs> the spiritual life of the bike rider. I had um, my bike moment. I had a thousand of them this morning, really irritating ones. So you might regret that intro. Um I I think it's I've got newish jeans and where and you know the saddle on my bike is a, a Brooks that I've had for a couple of years and I've never had this problem before but I'm just continually sliding off yep. it. 
and and all my other genes don't do it. So, but anyway, that's intensely annoying. Every second pedal having to push yourself back. Oh. <laughs> I feel your pain. It is what it must be a different sort of gene. I was, I was wondering if the I know one of the other pairs of genes has lycra in it. Does lycra make your genes grip better? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just a matter of balancing the saddlebag. You know? But it hasn't changed. Oh. If I wear the old jeans, it's fine. Oh, yeah. Okay, mysteries. See, problem for bicycles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ewan, what about you? You're next up. Uh, just back in from uh, a trip over to Europe. Uh, so we got to spend some time in Berlin, and of course there's some incredible bikes everywhere. And late one night when we were uh, wandering home, there was uh, you know, a bunch of cool bikes all lined up, locked on the bridge over the, uh, the canal there. And the, the best bike that was locked up was, was easily the little uh, push bike for probably you know maybe a two- to three-year-old. Locked tight, couldn't get that thing going if you wanted. <laughs> they were probably out having a, a good night with mom and dad, I think. Yeah, I was quite, quite impressed with that. Uh, how Michael? Well, uh, I love riding back home, like on the coastline with my bike, and just uh, because I love free diving a lot, so I love going up the hills and seeing the water and then just yeah, chilling with the bike and having this spiritual thought about. Uh, what the bike could bring in my day and how better I could get. Uh, uh, I was riding to work this morning. I ride with the workers. I was riding this morning, and I, I suppose it's not a bike moment. It's probably 30 seconds, I suppose. Um, and I don't get it as much. I get it sometimes, not as much as you used to. Where you have that 30 seconds where you can't feel yourself pedalling the chain all you can feel is probably the air rushing past you can't feel your hands you can't feel feel your jeans <laughs> it's just this momentary sort of you know engagement that just actually and then all of a sudden it just pops away and you come back but it it just happens at every bit now and then turning sharp left in a bunch of cars and just well, I'm, you know you can't put a foot wrong when it's hit yeah, nice. and of course if you try to make that experience happen no. YouTube is gone let's get into some serious stuff news news well anytime you want to jump in the news yep. <laughs> unfortunately we had um, mm. on Anzac Day the death of Damien Drapak which uh on his way to uh, a race, um, which was uh, a very unfortunate, very sad event, and he's going to be sorely missed in at lots of levels. A really um, um, giving member of the cycling community, but also, you know, as a um, doctor and family man, from the sounds of it, a very uh, someone who everyone's going to miss a lot. Yeah, we're. Um not sure if you, you had a ride around Melbourne, Michael, much? Uh, not much, mate, because oh. the bike the bike I bought there He's was just stand. for the show, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, too scared to scratch it. We've had a bit of a spike in the last six months. A lot of things, um, road fatalities have changed, but one thing that hasn't dropped much. In is, the good way or in the bad way? No, for cars and 
other people it's dropped remarkably over the last 15 years but we're seeing cycling deaths stay at about the same rate yeah apparently they want uh, cyclists to be registered back here i heard this from people on the show they want the cyclists to be registered and to have an in uh, well, well we're, we're only doing 20 minutes today <laughs> <laughs> but we've just had this little bit of a spike which happens mm-hmm. you know and with pedestrians and pedestrian mm-hmm. pedestrians are just as bad off don't worry about mm-hmm. that yeah. they're they're um, i'm not going to say kill right but they're it's mm-hmm. not good anyway also uh, in the news um there's been a couple of announcements about uh, different bits of federal funding towards cyclists, um, which suddenly have uh, popped up. And one that might interest local listeners is a promise of $500,000 to complete the connection of Glenroy and Coburg with the upfield bike path. Um, there's a couple of others. Um, there's a l- lot of promises being made around uh, CCTV and other measures to catch the bully tacker. So, um, you know, I think those all deserve some scrutiny. I know one of our former guests, John Englart, has done a really good uh, analysis of the um, promise for the active transport links in Moreland. So we'll post a link up to those Mm. on the um, podcast since we won't have time to go into the detail of that now. But worth um, examining what might sound like. Yeah. Great promises. And knowing in the back of your head that promise never sounds as sweet as five minutes after it's given. It <laughs> proceeds to degrade ever since then. Where the state government three years ago promised to spend how much? Two hundred million, wasn't yeah. it? Haven't spent one penny of it. Oh, right. You know, the promises. The yeah. promises. This is for election purposes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a promise. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take you to Disneyland when you grow up. Oh. Yeah, of course you will. Be <laughs> a nice kid. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, look, I came across a funny article um, in um, one of the UK papers about talking about how to boost cycling numbers. And they go through a whole list of sort of let's call them nudges that'll get you back on. But the first one that attracted attention was the idea of just giving away free bikes. And it references the uh, Amsterdam boys who took over the council, which was in the late 60s. The funny part about it is that myth has created that they gave away free bicycles. They actually didn't. They just had the idea of doing Mm. it, but never actually gave the bicycles. But now, 30 years later, it's fact that they gave away 10,000 bicycles and everybody stole them. (laughs) (laughs) It's really quite funny. Now that is a fact, not the fact that they just uh, promised it. The other things that they went into was cutting all bicycle uh, and road speeds inside city to 20 kilometres an hour, Mm. not 30, not 40, but take it right back to um, 20 the other one was, of course, coming from a European country is to change the liability for insurance. Yeah. That is the other big thing that will make a big difference. Um, the other ones were actually, as we've seen in a couple of councils here in Melbourne, is you pay people the right to work. Exactly. Back in France, they do that. So yes. you have, uh, I think it's 23 cents per kilometre. Yep. So if you go to work uh, riding your bike, you get 23 cents. And they Each kilometre. They don't have to provide. The biggest thing this has worked on the states and here is if your employer, you say, well, I don't need a car space, 
that cuts down cost of business. Mm. Yarra Council do it. I think Darabin Council do it. Some of the state government departments, I think, do it a little bit as well. So that's we're starting to see that, you know... What, 23 euro cents must be about 15 Australian dollars. Is uh, <laughs> I really don't know about the currency, no? but it gets you like a. I remember back in the day, it, it handed me like something 50, 50 euros yeah. uh, on my paycheck, so it was really fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And instead of framing that as stopping subsidising motorists, I mean, if, if I'm a high partner in a law firm here in Melbourne, they're going to provide the car park for me free. So you're actually subsidising the person driving the car. Mm. But if you put it that if I'll pay you to ride the bike, Boom. that means you're not subsidising those things exactly. anymore, which is a good thing. Um, what was the other one? Car-free days is another one that people mention. We seem to have lost track of this a bit. We had Cyclovilia a couple of times. Yep, up in uh, Moreland, Moreland Council, one of the more mm. progressive yeah. councils, um, is a way of introducing people to riding in a very safe sort of environment. And the other one that which attracted my attention is a thing called the Tullock Spike. That is equipping all new cars with a spike coming out of the steering wheel. <laughs> so motorists really concentrate on what they're doing. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a thought experiment, like Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> there are a lot of ways that actually you can start to see people putting in the plays. And... After this message, we should be right back talking about the handmade bike <laughs> show. He's starting to scare me out. <laughs> Has your organisation been interviewed on 3CR? Your band played live to air. Have you heard your latest song? Groups like yours can now become 3CR organisational subscribers. Just $150 gets your organisational group behind Melbourne's longest-running activist radio station. Get online at 3cr.org.au or call 9419 and become an organisational subscriber. Show your love, 3CR. What am I going to do? And you're back listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show on 3CR. Our guests today, as uh, Val introduced them, are Michael from... Reunion Island. <laughs> Reunion Island and... Ma- Masca Frameworks. Masca Frameworks. Yep. And Evan of Terra Rosa Gear here in Melbourne. Um, Thanks for having me. No worries. It's... Uh, I think it was... Uh, we all caught up at the Handmade Bike Show. So uh, I thought it was really interesting uh, as a an event that's great in its own way, but is now it's becoming this th- thing that brings people to this one spot, and you you get that opportunity to meet new people and all catch up. So it seemed like a really good idea to uh, maybe work out how we all ended up there and uh, came across each other and uh, what we thought of it. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, I, I think. First off, a uh, big shout to uh, to Nathan and the rest of the crew who exactly. set that thing up. That was just incredible fantastic. work. What a yep. what a party! Um, and yeah, I I just kind of wandered in with the uh, you know my stuff is kind of the least bikey specific with the, the, just the bags that go on. So it was really great to you know be involved as the accessories uh, kind of side of things and see all those other things that uh, that you know might not just be be there but uh, and then all of course all the beautiful frames like michael zero exactly, and, and everybody else's so. and yep yeah, i love the show because like uh 
it was yeah gathering the community and as i'm far like i live in reunion so the community is like uh, really small over there and it's really nice to get to know the trade as a frame builder and get to know the family you know like uh, having some good um, contact with the with the trade uh, internationally it's really nice I think Melbourne punches above its weight with everything for bicycles. Yeah, there's a big boom, man. To, uh, there's a big boom. And, uh, the community here is really tight and really warm, and like um, they would be glad and happy to tap you on the back and like uh, help you go forward in your in your in your tent. Lend you some wheels. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Big thanks to Kerr for that. There. <laughs> Why don't we get out of the specific? We've got a favourite bike from the show. Uh, mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to preference that, but I thought, no, I won't well, have it, to. It, <laughs> it was certainly up there as one of my favourites. I I've, think it uh, has uh, a beautiful uh, weight to it, but in a very elegant way. It, yeah. it, it had so, that. So it was it, it was a track bike, and the idea behind that one was to make a really simple bike, um, straightforward bike. So yeah, the purest bike, I guess, that because it was a track bike, so. Mm. No brakes, nothing, just like a first bike, first show, simple. Yeah, two wheels, exactly. chain connect the two of them, exactly. pedal forward. Uh, Hop on and have fun. Yep. <laughs> and that's how, no other bikes, what other bikes did it? You, did you see a bike there that actually you'd take something away with and use into your skill set? Uh, yes, yeah, so there was this old bike from the 1950s, if I'm right. Oh, so yeah. it was a restoration, and it was uh, painted by a uh, um, bike by Steve, yep. if I'm right. And, uh, yeah, the bike was amazing, man. Like, um, Ben did sit um, chain stays in amazing condition. Reminded me, like, of the old Eroica race. The Hitch, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the Hitchens. Oh, with the, uh, the curly um, stays. Yes. With, with the... Yeah. Um, Bottles and oh well, yeah, with the yeah. very ornate lugs and yeah. exactly, and I so. bet you it was green. Yeah, blue, yeah, bluish blue green. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I think they were all green at one stage. But anyway, they're so, lovely pieces yeah. of work. And I love those old style bikes because they, they will never die. Actually, and this is why I love steel because it's a material that will remain in time. It, it, it yeah, no. it never dies. Yeah. You committed to a horizontal top tube. Um, I'm committed to crafting what people want, and you know so. Yep. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gorbachev was uns- uh, once asked to describe in one word the Soviet economy. He said, good. Given two words, he said, not good. Evan, <laughs> <laughs> um, what about accessories? Something catch your eye? Apart oh. from your wonderful gig. Oh, thank you. Uh, man, yeah, everything caught my eye. It was uh, all shiny and everything looked great so it's kind of a crow just running around and pick up and look at everything um yeah the bike wise yeah i, I, I like those ones the little ones are were, were great the egress as well um i was looking forward to, to seeing those ones after following uh following the progress that a lot of these people have been kind of coming together over the last little while and curves always got some really neat stuff exactly. yeah. i was across from curves so just by you know kind of hanging out at the stall i was with you know in, in shouting distance of them for most of the most uh-huh. of the trip, but I'd make Michael was about as far away from me as you got. Yeah. I found my way over there a few times. Yeah, a few yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. We would be walking back and then. Yeah, hey, how uh, you doing, man? And the bar was on the other side, so, yeah. <laughs> so I had to go through his tent to go to the bar. <laughs> and um, I was a bit surprised that there were still, um, well, a there was a couple of things. There were quite a few international frame builders exhibitors. 
which I thought was a brilliant effort on uh, Nathan and Co's part Mm -hmm. Um, and and just brings a level of interest, I think, for people visiting. Um, And also a little bit surprised, I guess, that there were still so many new builders. Um, Lost Mm -hmm. was... um, one and there's a couple of others, and also what surprised me was the number from Brunswick. Yeah, <laughs> the number of frame builders from Brunswick. <laughs> Brunswick <laughs> building hub nearby Melbourne is that no? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. and if, and if you include that as Brunswick and Fitzroy, then no, uh, yeah, I think that was. Uh, it's been um, <coughs> just to go back a bit. It's been an interesting evolution. It started off when was the first one? About eight or nine years ago, I think. Yeah, um, Andy did a couple. Now it's obviously changed hands, but and this is the first one back, really, isn't it? Sounds yeah. like a good start. I think Andy did a great job, yeah, and, yeah. and it was very much that inspired passion project. Yeah. And um, what Nathan and that have been able to do is turn it into something that's sustainable in a business sense, yeah. For um, which then gives the builders uh, surety, some confidence and surety and, and, and that no. scope to reach out to people like Michael, exactly. you know, a- across yeah. the world mm-hmm. and, and uh, give them the confidence to come this far. And yeah. So it's uh, it's been a good evolution and, yeah. yeah it's good to see. To them. You know, and there seems to be a lot of sewing going on around Melbourne lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, the bike community there, they're, they're uh, you know really into making gear themselves, yeah, yeah. and you know everyone's got a sewing machine anyway. So you just sit down and, and go flogging with that, and you know with the with the my bike bags in particular, I've, I've got another machine uh, which arrived just before I left for Europe a couple of weeks back. Uh, I saw it on Gumtree and had to grab it. It was an amazing old jukey. <laughs> so that'll uh, that'll kind of get some of my times down, hopefully for for some yeah. of my stuff, but also. Uh, um, I want to uh, run some little workshops and courses for people who want to build their own bags, yep. uh, and, and just use uh, the, my experience over the last you know tenish years of building stuff to uh, to help guide some uh, some folks in, into building some. And we did it uh, about three weeks ago with a couple of friends, and it uh, went really well. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll look to keep doing those. So for anyone that's interested, can shoot me a message and. I'm going to uh, start working through the dates and get some more going. And that's awesome because that really helps build that community too. For it's, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, strengthen it. Can, along with that passion for sewing and doing that, it seems to me has also dragged along a passion for those old machines. Oh, yeah, very much. Yeah, your sure. eyes light up yeah. when you talk about yeah. model number <laughs> X5. Oh, man, the, the old sewing machines are just a, a thing of beauty to watch them go yeah. when you when you get in five thousand stitches a minute and stuff on these you have machines. like those old singer uh, sewing machine yeah like, oh this is beautiful man with That's the right. pedal with the head he- yeah. 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 yeah the treadles oh, yeah yeah oh, so crazy, there's some, yeah some neat things i want to uh, one of my personal goals is to do use a treadle one and build a nice bag because that way there's actually been oh. no power put into the production it, it's all oh yeah. nice smooth yeah with a local smooth. canvas i can pick it up yeah. off the road yeah yeah so that yeah canvas would only have been transported after making uh, but it's actually been ridden to my workshop and then manufactured. No, no, very low food miles yes and there's a history of that relationship with sewing machines and bicycles mm-hmm. because they both became affordable at the yes, same time. Yep. They were both uh, made uh, by the same company. Mm-hmm. Singer yeah, was yeah, a big Singer bicycle bike. brand. Yeah, exactly. From France. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singer. Singer. Yeah, Singer. <laughs> and um, 
I know for women riding in the 1890s when people argued that it would be harmful for a woman to sit on a bike all day, one woman in Melbourne wrote a letter to the newspapers pointing out that if it's okay for a woman to work 14 hours a day on a sewing machine treadle, why shouldn't she be able to ride a bicycle for as long as she wants? Michael, a lot of bike shops will have, say, an old chewing stand or something, a a tool from the past. Got something in your... uh, your shed? Um, f- old files. Like, uh, because um, my, all my bikes are built like with old tools, like old, old, old files. And I love just the feel of the hand. And, yeah, it makes it more human, more sensible, I would say. Yeah. You, know, you really feel the grain, really lo- those noise. really gets me high, actually. I love it. Yeah. So, old files, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting yeah. that with it, like, all yeah. those passions, it comes back to a, a way of doing it completely mm. by hand. Exactly. How a tool feels in your hand yeah, yeah. and where your hands go on the tool. Yeah. That was a neat thing at the, the show this weekend is that pretty much everybody shares that idea, you know, the, the, the feel of a tool and of, of something that is just built to perfection regardless of whether it's a exactly, bicycle man. or the wheel yeah, itself yeah, yeah, yeah. or a component. It's like the, the return of the homo faber, you know, like the man that constructs the world with his hand, you know. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, so. And, of course, yeah. there's always got to be one deliberate small imperfection. Exactly, but like I don't believe in perfection. I believe that everything is perfectible. You know, you would never reach perfection, man. Well, no, Nirvana is a long way away. Ah, Best mm-hmm. not reached this week. How boring would everything be if it was perfect? Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. And one thing I thought was interesting was talking to different builders and where everyone, how everyone arrives at that point where they decide to build bicycles. Like there's, there's quite a few people who come from different parts of engineering. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then there's another guy who um, had been an electrician, but the, the career he had discarded before that and decided not to pursue was graphic design. So that was now coming out <laughs> with the design of the bicycles and... Um, yeah, that's uh, really interesting, the different paths people are all yeah, alive yeah, to get yeah. there. But back to something that's sustainable, exactly. doesn't burn fossil fuels, yeah. mm-hmm. gives you a view of the world, exactly. seen not from it, and yeah. like dogs, yeah. they wiggle their wheels at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Michael, if listeners want to follow your work and find out more, about the bike um, you build? Well, they can find me on Instagram under Masca Frameworks. I have a um, Facebook page as well. But um, I really have to get my communication game on point, right? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're off to Bespoke, too. Yeah, so this. I'm flying off to Bristol this <laughs> afternoon. So, yeah, big, big leap forward, you know, like a big leap forward and a big thanks to Nathan because back in last October I was in a really miserable place in my own life and I I was like oh I'm gonna just drop this bicycle thing because it's an expensive passion of mine and it's costing me too much money and on that same day I had that thought I had the email from Nathan hey man would you like to come to the show and I thought it was a joke I was like oh man (laughs) this guy is playing on me eh?" but yeah so big push that's some good fortune Exactly, yeah. man. Yeah. But good fortune never comes to the guy that sits, man. Mm-hmm. It always comes to the people that actually works in, you know? For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Bicycles and mindfulness. Mm. And uh, Evan, if people want to uh, catch up on what you're doing and your workshops, they'll, we'll obviously put a link up in our podcast, but the listeners, where can yeah, they find sure. you? Yeah, the, the usuals, the Instagrams, um, you know, 
running pretty hot and then uh, I think that's linked to the Facebook uh, you know unfortunately it's it's a wonderful way to keep in touch as much as we probably yeah. all hate it to bits <laughs> um, and then the workshops up in Campbellfield in northern Melbourne so if anybody was ever keen to come and have a look and and see the machines um, they're more than welcome to uh, just get in touch come up and and have a visit and see how things and where the where the sausage is made I suppose <laughs> <laughs> And thank you both very much for coming oh, on the you. show to today. Yeah. Yeah, thanks we... so much for having me again. <laughs> I might just uh, mention that coming up on the 4th of May, uh, Roubaix registrations are opening up and we'll uh, put some links up on the podcast to some more events. That's all. The presenters at 3CR. <laughs> we are, are all volunteers and rely on uh, the support of our listeners to keep 3CR on the air. You can donate or subscribe at 3cr.org.au. Coming up next is... Is um, <laughs> jailbreak. And if you haven't subscribed yet to 3CR, make sure you jump in. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.